Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. We're back and better than ever. A new web interface for the rest of the NBA season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the basketball and football action this season. Head to the new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use promo code BELIEVE50 to receive your bonus. That's B-L-E-A-V-5-0 for your bonus. From basketball, football, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals centric specific show. I am one of your hosts. I am Javon J. Love Adams. And as always with me is the one, he is the, he's that, that Hemi engine. You know, I don't know much about cars except for how they look, but he's that, he's the, he's what drives this thing. He's the one and only Ed Easy Smith. He played not only professional baseball, but he played in the National Football League as well. How you doing, my brother? Man, just when we started to believe a few weeks ago. Man. Here we go, man. This is, you know, we're, we're at that critical time, man, where a great season looks like it could be going down, going on that toilet bowl, bro. Yeah. So we, this might be a little bit of a therapy session of sorts. So we'll see how this goes. And so, so on this show, we're going to recap. And I was there so I can give a little bit of uh, insight on the, on the, uh, the atmosphere of sorts for the game against the Indianapolis Colts that, that took place on Christmas, uh, Christmas evening. So the, uh, the, the Arizona Cardinals came up short in terms of their game against the Indianapolis Colts. They ended up making the playoffs. So I want to talk about making the playoffs and you, you've been in that situation where you made the playoffs. You were more of in the driver's seat when you made it. So as opposed to kind of being more of a, more of a passive way to make the playoffs, I guess is that that's the best way to say it. Um, maybe talking a little bit about what we expect in the playoffs or that mindset. And then the game that's coming up this weekend with the Dallas Cowboys and that defense on the Dallas Cowboys, they just ended up putting up 56 points in terms of offensively and with the help of the defense, of course, as well uh, against the, uh, gosh, why am I, why am I uh, against the uh, Washington football team? So, so yes, indeed. So let's get into it. So I was in the building. Uh, my so for those who don't know, so my wife and I we have two two boys. Uh, our oldest is twenty. He he attends school at Norfolk State, and so he's in. So he's back home for the holidays. And so my wife and uh, my youngest son had this idea: why don't we go to the to the football game? Yeah, whatever. But so so <laughs> go to the football game. And so I found out about this. Uh, it was a surprise to me, but I found out a couple of weeks before my son, our oldest son, ended up coming home. So long story short, we were in attendance at the uh, at the the football game. But so it was interesting in terms of the the environment, the the energy in the building. A lot of I say it was probably about ninety five percent full in terms of looking at the capacity uh, with some empty seats, and we were up on the four hundred level and all that good stuff. And, and in a lot of ways, I, I, I like that view because you're really looking down and you're able to see the plays as they as they develop. But um, but then also there were a lot of Indianapolis Colts fans in the building as well, and it, it's one of those things where you're always going to have that, so you're never going to have something where it's ninety five percent the home team and 5% the other, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe certain, certain places that you can go where you can find that. But it was, um, 
there there was some frustration, especially at the end of the game, as as this played out, and as the Cardinals just came up short. You watching, I'm sure you're watching it on on television, and I, I need to come by your crib so I can have some of that <laughs> that turkey that you made. But what what were your thoughts in terms of as you were watching this game play out? Because we we find out late, Andy Lee did not play, uh, so he's the punter, but he's also the holder when it comes to the kicker. And so Prater had a very – he had a terrible game. So, I mean, there's no way else you can put it. He had a terrible game. He missed two uh, field goals and what, uh, an extra point. He made he made a field goal. But it's that whether you believe in momentum or not, but the confidence that comes with making those kicks that can put you up or at least get you on the board right away, those are things I think that, that can't be denied. But what were you thinking or as you assess this game, uh, what were your thoughts? Well, first off, you better get over here quick because the man is hammering that turkey, bro. I mean, shit. <laughs> that, was a, that was a good bird, man. I had that thing on the trigger. Okay. About four hours and some chains. Man. And I'm getting mad reviews. So you better hurry up if you want some. I might now, have to come through know, during, during midday tomorrow. I'm going to knock on your go. door. Quick question for you. Percentage of the crowd being Indianapolis Colts fans, what would you say? I that 95% capacity. What percentage would you say was – Colts fans. I would say 80-20 maybe. 80-20, okay. 80% Cardinals, 20%, 20% uh the Colts fans. So I don't I, I wasn't I didn't feel as because I've been to for example preseason games yeah. when the Raiders were in the building and that and I know that's the exception to the rule. There are certain teams where they're the exception to the rule, but where it was it seemed as if it was 50-50. But so I probably say it was 80-20, but at times that 20% was pretty vocal based upon the sections that they were sitting in. Uh there was a big contingent behind on on the Cardinals side the Cardinals uh the Cardinals uh, side of the 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 uh, stadium and so I so at certain points you could see them from where I was getting really loud and and you could see their you know the machinations of the movements and stuff like that and I'll give you a quick uh you know there are certain cities that that would be totally unacceptable just five percent of their fans sneaking into Green Bay or right. Pittsburgh or certain environments. Out here we kind of expect it. That eighty twenty split, I would call that respectable as far as Cardinals fans because you can't ask them to do much more than that to a certain degree. Everybody out here isn't necessarily a Cardinals fan. And sometimes we let others come in here and take over our house. So that's actually a an acceptable amount there. As far as the game itself, Jay, uh so disappointed in the Cardinals Effort on the field, effort as far as the game plan, coaching-wise. And then, remember, we talked a couple weeks ago about how we were looking like, hey, our special teams, we're looking for them one of these weeks to win a game for us, you know, to make sure they have that great play. Now, I know sometimes that just doesn't happen, but you cannot have special teams lose the game for you as well. That hurts even more. That's something, you know, with Prater was so unexpected, and I know – he had holder issues and things like that. I was driving around yesterday, listening to some of the other talking heads, and they were talking about how Colt McCoy, very inexperienced at it. And I did see that first hold. Laces, yeah, the laces, laces. right. They right. all. I mean, you go back to the movie uh, with um, your boy, you know, laces out. You know, laces yes, out. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Ventura. Uh, yes, thank you. Bet Detective, yeah. That is just holder 101, you know. So right. I can understand that be an issue. Um, and then once it gets into Prater's head, you know, they eventually switched the holder. That was just a total debacle. But 
But even with that being said, bro, we let Indianapolis come in here and dictate and run their game plan to perfection. They came in here, ran the ball, only asked Carson Wentz to do a certain amount. He only threw the ball 28 times. Uh, You get a ball to Jonathan Taylor 27 times. He runs for 108 yards, you know. He gets his daily dose. Uh, he had they, a couple of big runs in that in that couple of big runs. Well, yeah, along yeah. with forty three, I think it was. But that, but right. what it shows for me, along with forty three, total one hundred eight. What does that mean? They kept hammering at it. Remember, yep. I made a, yes. made a, a kind of a visual last week that that wood you guys you got to chop it, and yes. you know, the tree's only gonna fall if you just continue to hit it. You if you could use them to throw the haymaker and one swipe like a cartoon and swing through that wood, Ooh. that's not gonna happen. They came and they had a definite game plan. We're going to run this ball. We'll do what we got to do to keep the Cardinals off the field. And then our offense and our, our plan of attack, once again, just looked stunted with, with Kingsbury. And I know the big thing now is, wow, these late season crumbles. What's going? They're, they're looking at him now going all the way back to college and dissecting yeah. how his teams would always start fast and then just, just limp through the finish line. Right. I do go back to this, Jay. I take this all the way back to what I started saying last year. We both picked them to go what seven and whatever last year, seven and nine last year. They end up going right. eight and eight. Yeah. They had that great start, six and three. But what happens? Teams now have film on you all through the year. They know right. exactly your tendencies. Now it's even more important later in the year. You got to get even more creative. You got to pull some stuff out of the bag that you saved. Some of your treats. You know, if you'll notice, you watch somebody like a Belichick and certain coaches, they'll do something in preseason, and yeah. you'll think, wow, we're going to see – man, you won't see it again until week 11, 12. You're like, ah, oh, I remember when they did that back in August. Okay. But Kingsbury, I think, unloaded his bag so everybody could see all the toys and the goodies in it, right? right? Now there's no mystery to it. What he hasn't done, he hasn't made any adjustments. He hasn't mm. done anything to, you know, maybe have teams off their – uh, off their marks or anything like that. We've seen the jet sweeps. We've seen and know what Kyler Murray can do, especially if he's even a hint this the smallest of injured right now. Now we're going to do even more to keep him in the pocket, make him a pocket passer. Yeah. And what do we do? He is not a great pocket passer, right? Yeah. So without his legs, he's turned into average. Kingsbury's reverted back to that dude that can't manage the clock, can't manage series to series. Uh, he's getting out coached. And man, I'm telling you, it's just, you know, here we go from seven and zero to 10 and five, you know, that means three and five over the last eight games. That's not good. So here's something that to point out to you, because I could say to you, because if you look at the numbers and this is why oftentimes numbers don't tell the whole story is that I could say to you, but the Cardinals rush for 133 yards. But then if you look deeper into the numbers a little bit, you'll see that 74 of those yards or 50, almost 56% of those rushing yards came from Kyler Murray. So the reason I'm pointing this out is because, and, and I mentioned this to my, to, to my oldest son when we were at the game and he's, I just don't understand why we lost. And I said, well, they, they didn't, they, they didn't stick to the run in that, exactly. in that regard because it's, it's a matter of, there were a few times very, a handful. When I say a handful, I mean as in one, two, three, four, fifth uh, times <laughs> that, that Kyler was under, was under center. 
And so, because that, and you, you said this, and I, there are many people that have said this as well. When you're under center, the number of the additional opportunities that it presents you to yes. be comes to, uh, uh, you know, bootlegs and, and roll and all those, the, the different things in terms of the play action and how it might be able to be a little bit more effective. Those are things that we haven't seen. It, it, you mentioned that doing certain things during the course of the season to be able to use them at other times, right? So even if you're if you're you're just testing something, let's let's we're up we're up by ten or fifteen points. Let's see what we can do here to maybe try this. All right, we were under center to be able to maybe use that later and get this on film so that we can try to tweak it. And that was one of the frustrating things because I thought you look at the time of possession 35 minutes for the uh, 35 minutes, the time of possession for the Indianapolis Colts. I thought the defense at Buda Baker. Yes, uh, it's been it's been uh, it's been documented that he made a couple of mistakes, but he was coming to play. Um, Zayvon Collins not getting on the field at all. I mean, I this it just left me walking away with more questions because, as you mentioned, I mean, he's sometimes seeing Kyler just throwing off of his back foot, the the last series, I want to say, of the game, he he had a, a pass where I, I said, why are you throwing off your back foot? And I'm in real time, I'm saying this, not when looking at the replay, mm-hmm. because it, those little things that you want to be, this, you, you, we know that the, the, that the players are coming into your face, but, and it's easy for me to say, because I'm not the one that's throwing the ball, I'm not the quarterback, but you, that's the position that you wanted to play. So you have to understand that, yes, yeah, sometimes I'm going to have to step into that and be able to throw yep. the ball to be able to get it where I need to go. And I know that was a lot of stuff there, but any any of those things that stick out to you in terms of things that either from Kyler's side or from the uh, or from, from the coaching side that maybe stick out? I'll take the last one of the last ones you just said there first, and I want to go back to something you brought up earlier. The we you and I have been calling it the Chuck and Duck mm-hmm. for you know since the beginning of time when it comes to Tyler. Too many times he's been rescued by I'm just going to Chuck and Duck it anywhere near DeAndre Hopkins. D Hop makes a catch, and it's like, did you see that amazing throw that Kyler made? You know, no. I mean, this thing, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. thing, bro. At some point. They're gonna have. They're all. We all have bad habits. I don't care what it is. True. I know sometimes you smell. Uh, you know. Sometimes you, <laughs> I'm holding up one of my bad habits right now. Yeah, you know, I'm just yeah. joking with you. Yeah, one yeah. of those things they're gonna have to get out of Kyler's system is the chuck and duck, and that's something. Part of it is because of his size. He yeah. does not like to step up into a pocket. Here's the thing. You made a great point. Sometimes quarterbacks, you know the position you play, right? You know, every now and then you're going to have to put yourself in harm's way. How many times have you seen a Brady step up into a pocket and then make the throw knowing you got hell breathing down on you? And right. them dudes, they can't hit you like they used to back in the day because there's always a penalty waiting on them. But they'll still take a shot. But yeah. you know you're going to get hit. Kyler does not like to get hit. He likes to throw off the back foot, chuck and duck, spin and throw it. And that's something that is going to continue to cost him throughout his career. The other thing you brought up, the running game. You take away that 57-yard run he had, right? Speak on it. We're down now to about – after that was almost – let's call it almost half, a little yeah. bit less than half of yeah. our total of 133 yeah. in one run. Yeah. The other thing I bring up, 21 total rushing attempts, right? Mm-hmm. Four of those were Kyler, and we know those were scrambles, right? So yes. it wasn't like we came out and these were four runs. So you talk about – a total of 17 runs in a game where you know the other team, their exact modem 
is we're going to run this ball. You, If you're either going to stop us or you're not, yeah. Yeah. you know, control the clock. We're going to ask a quarterback to do as little as we can to make sure we get this dub. <laughs> True indeed. And we, I mean, we couldn't match them. You know, we come out, you know, we end up throwing the ball 43 times. Some of that is out of necessity late in the game. But still, our game plan from the very beginning, you didn't even give the run a chance. You didn't yeah. try to establish anything. Yeah. And i tell you this. I talk about this all the time, Jake. When a team can come out and establish their run against you, they're almost basically saying, they're like, you know, where, where's your lunch money? Right. Well, you know, what you got on my – uh, my 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 Snickers, my whatever. You got my forty, folks. Got on my forty because they're basically saying, "Here we come, stop us!" And when you can't, I mean, it's demoralizing sometimes. Right. We don't even put that effort up to go see if anybody even has anything in their pocket. We just abandoned it so fast, and then we look back and it's like, "Well, we didn't run the ball," or like you said, "We didn't run the ball. We got 132 yards." But you look, you said, stats can be deceptive. I didn't like, like our game plan. I didn't like, like our approach, especially against an opponent. Who you knew was going to come out here and try to, to punk you, you know, sometime, man, if the bully comes, you got to be ready for him and yeah. go chest to chest. We didn't, we put up no fight in terms of, like I said, making this our house. If you come, we're going to come here and beat us. You're going to beat us. We're going to take away what you do and you got to stop what we do. We did not do any of that. So I want to get into, I want to get into the fact that the Cardinals are back in the playoffs since what the 2015 season, that mentality that comes along with that. And then looking into the, the Cowboy game. But first, say goodbye to dull gifts. Light box lab grown diamonds are the brightest gift of the year using cutting edge technology and innovative techniques. They've cracked the science of sparkle, creating the highest quality lab grown diamonds you can find at a light price. $800 per carat. They have the same uh, chemical makeup of natural diamonds, but just are grown in a lab. Because of their process, they can create stones in blush pink and beautiful blue, as well as classic white. Light box lab-grown diamonds are the gift they'll never want to take off, priced so they don't have to. They really do make any outfit sparkle. So visit lightboxjewelry.com to add sparkle to your holiday shopping. That's lightboxjewelry.com. Lightbox diamonds never a dull moment. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So the the Cardinals, of course, they lost, and that that left them. Uh, that was another one of those games that we that you just alluded to, that where he wasn't able to seal the deal. Cliff Kingsbury's team, one of Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury's teams, sealed the deal to lock up the playoff position. And ironically enough, it was a loss by the Los Angeles Rams that solidified the Arizona Cardinals making it back into the playoffs since, what, 2015. Um, it, so that's on an off day. They play on a Saturday. This, you know, they, you know, they, they, what, what's, what's the thought process? You said, so, so Ed Smith is sitting on his couch and because I, I see it two sides of it. I see the monetary because I know you told me about what that, what that check looked like oh, yeah. when, when you're in the playoffs, but it's that, Okay. Oh, you you get this notification on your phone. Hey, we made the playoffs. How do you feel? How do you feel when you weren't necessarily because it's not? It can't be said that that their ten and five record, those ten wins, of course, contributed mightily to them making the playoffs. But how does it feel to make the playoffs in that fashion? I've been there before, bro. Uh, you know, obviously, I was with the Falcons. We solidified things. We we went and kicked the door in. You know, getting into the playoffs, first round by, et cetera, et cetera. On the 99 Lions team I was on, at one point we were eight and four. And we were, I mean, we we're already, you know, eight and four. We're looking at, you know, we're looking down the road. We're like, man, we, we got to start planning for our first round five, you know, da, da, you know. Next thing I know, we were eight and five. 
eight and six, eight and seven, <laughs> eight and eight, bro. And you talk about yeah. backdooring in. We didn't even backdoor. We tripped over something in the dark and fell into the playoffs at eight and eight. There's a big difference because the Cardinals, in my opinion, with their 10 wins, and this isn't a week 18 you lost but still got in. This is week 16 that they got the, yes. the, the, the vote, the, you know, basically the notification that they got in. Yes, sir. So there is something to be said. You had still had to earn your way in. You got those 10 wins, but it's how and when you got those 10 wins. For me, you know, this if the Cardinals don't win in Dallas and then mm-hmm. somehow don't win against Seattle mm-hmm. and they end up 10 and 7. And this will be the biggest disappointment. And what happens is you like to think, well, okay, the playoffs, everybody it's a new season. You know, where everybody's starting zero zero is you know, win or go home. Bro, the stink of what they've done down the stretch. Right. will still be on them. And it'll be hard for them to wash that off. Think about this, Jay. You went from a team that was the number one seed just a few weeks ago, right? Yes, Holding sir. the number one seed and your destiny. So mm-hmm. now you're not even first in your own division. You're now in a position where another loss, you will not play another home game, meaning all the way through the playoffs. So you yes. got to go on the road now. Those things are so demoralizing as they happen one by one that if you're not – a heck of a coach trying to get these dudes re-motivated and refocused is going to be a heck of a task. The and Cardinals right now are number five. So number the, five. the Bucks are number four. So what does that mean? We so two plays seven, three plays six, four plays five. And so you'd be going to Tom Brady and on the road. Yes. And like I said, think about where you were, your mindset was just a few weeks ago. Man, we keep going with doing the road to the Super Bowl comes comes through Arizona. Now Man, pack your bags. We got a long road trip ahead of us. And right. like I said, things can still change. They could beat Dallas. Uh, L.A. could crumble. You know, these all are all things that could happen. Stafford, just real quick, Stafford was trying to make them crumble. Trying to make them crumble, yeah. Man, that man, they woo, They won. Sometimes you win. They win won despite. despite. Ooh, yeah. I could. <laughs> but I as could. far as the Cardinals are concerned, bro, like I said, it is, man, it's like a house fire that somebody, all you had to do was put the top on the, the pot on the stove. Somebody went and it was a grease fire. Somebody threw water on it. <laughs> Bruh, now the whole kitchen's on fire. And now instead of trying to put it out, you're trying to go get grandma out the back room so you can get her ass out the house. Yes, sir. that's what's kind of going on right now. Yes, you sir. better stop this because eventually it gets to a point where the fire department gets there it's a little late and you stand outside on the curb watching everything go up in smoke. So, Cardinals, you better get refocused somehow, some way, and it's not going to be easy, bro. I say heading to Dallas now with what they have uh, on their plate because, I mean, they haven't solidified anything either as far as seeding. Everybody's fighting for some right now. If we were playing a – let's throw a team out there, somebody who's washed up season over, yeah. you know, you think they might be a little let down. They want to show some very young, Insert younger Detroit. players. Insert Insert Detroit Insert. Lions. Well, there you go. There you go. So yeah. – <laughs> Nothing is to be taken for granted at this point. And I can only imagine, you and I talked about last week, the disappointment of Cardinals fans after everything they teased us with, with the 7-0 start, last undefeated team. Yeah. You know, here we're going all the way, and we might not even make it out of our own driveway, man. Man, so 
Let's let's start. Let's make that transition to this game against the as the Cardinals hit the road because they've been lackluster at home, which which is odd. But it's it's odd, but it's not because if you if you watch those games and you listen to those games and you can hear and see the makeup of those home games, it's one of those things that's not. It's it's not. It did get loud. It did get really loud at times in the for the Indianapolis Colts. So I'm not going to lie about that. <clears throat> but there are certain. There, I, I can just imagine, and we saw this when, for example, when the Packers came to town, you could see that green and yellow or whatever the heck the colors they oh, are. Yeah. You could see that, you could hear it as well. But so, so what I'm saying is that, so going with the, with the Cowboys on the road, um, we're getting Hudson back. Uh, and so keep that in mind because I want to ask about the center and, and Garcia was my, my man, my man was messing up. Uh, we, we know that the, the, the secondary, which was, this has been said locally as well, but it's been a strength. We have Alpha going down. We have Wilson that, that ended up uh, leaving the game early. So some of those strengths are now becoming question marks to say the least. What, if anything, will Hudson bring to the team when he returns in this game against the Cowboys? Is it too much to expect a center to be the stabilizing force when it, when it maybe should be one of your, you know, your franchise player in terms of a skill player, skill player, as opposed to somebody on the offensive line? Hudson will definitely help. I mean, it's good to have the anchor back. The problem for me, Jay, is that Dallas defense scares the bejesus out. Man. Where they come from, you don't know. Yeah. Uh, they got ball hawks galore out there. And if you got Kyler just throwing them out there willy nilly, you, I mean, you're looking at pick sixes and stuff like that. Uh, on the flip side, Dallas can run the ball, uh, not necessarily with Ezekiel Elliott like in old days, but he's yeah. still got a little bit left to him. But Pollard, if they decide to run the ball yeah. and then get after us, and we all know Dallas going to their stadium is more like going to a concert. A lot of those people are there just because it's the thing to do on a Sunday. True. Not necessarily what I would call rabid fans, but I don't see us traveling that well to Dallas. Meaning, if they got ninety plus thousand in there, if we're lucky to have you know maybe a ten percent split, right? So it right. can and will get quite loud in there, especially with everything they have going on. And then, quite honestly, this is a big match. I mean, this is they'll be measured against the Cardinals. Everybody's talking about you know Dallas. They're still not believers in them because of this, that, and the other. Who they beat in their division and. Et cetera, et cetera, but this will be a marquee game for them on their list of things to check off. I'm just really worried with how poorly we've played over the last few weeks. It's like, okay, well, we're going to get right by going over to Dallas, who just put a 42-point smackdown on Washington, and we're going to go over there and get right. You know, uh, Kyler's going to have the game of his life. You know, we're going to run the ball up. Man, that's all on Dallas defense. You know, correct me if I'm wrong. They look pretty doggone good. Yeah, they they, they look very aggressive to say aggressive. The least. That that's, that's a great word, Jay. They look so aggressive. I look at defenses. You know, I always talk about this. I look at games a little different than other people. Sure. I'm looking at that Dallas defense, and I'm I'm always like, well, how would I have blocked that? Or man, they get up there, and then sometimes they've got eight, nine on the line of scrimmage. You don't know where they're coming from. That's going to confuse our line to death. And then you've got them dudes getting after it, you know, from the secondary on through the linebacking core. And they got that young kid. I can't remember what his name is, but he's, what, 11? Parsons. Parsons, yeah. That dude is a beast. Yeah. If you don't know where he's coming from, man, it's going to cause all kinds of trouble for us. I do not see a good outcome in this game for the Cardinals. 
which would send them even further down the rabbit hole. If you ask me, this is, you know, you talk about desperation mode. This team right now is in desperation mode because of the direction they're heading. Think about how positive things are in Indianapolis right now, spinning off seven or even Miami spinning off seven in a row. And here we've lost, uh, you know, five out of our last eight. It's just, like I said, it's, it just doesn't bode well. I'm not looking to, to, for us to come back with a victory after we're coming from Dallas. So, again, I mentioned earlier that I was very impressed by the the defense of the Arizona Cardinals. They were just on the field too much. There was a point in the fourth quarter where they were play, they were showing on the the, the big screen uh, some of the defensive linemen just just breathe. I mean, they were just they were just trying to take in air. And my wife turned to me and said, "He needs oxygen." <laughs> and and it's and it was true because of the amount of sometimes not being able to get off on third down. Yeah. Um, some of the some of the ill timed it's never a good time for for a, for a penalty. But some of those ill timed penalties, those types of things. But what is what would a if you were the Cardinals offense offensive the offensive rooms offensive meetings. What is a good what would be a good game plan that Ed Smith might say? Look, Cliff. When y'all go, when you go in there, you'll have to say it's from me. But this is my what be what this might be the directive or the directives that you give the folks. Cliff, if you're listening out there, run the ball, Ooh. establish it early and often. Do you not mean you mean you mean points. give up after like five or six, right? No, five or six attempts. Just I mean, up? run it into the fourth quarter. Now, just because you have a shiny toy with Kyler Murray does not mean every game plan. Is designed for him to run around and just be tossing it up all willy nilly. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you need. Here's the thing, Jay. When when they decide to run the ball, and obviously Connor was missing from his last game, right. they're a much different team. And let me give you. Let me take it a step further, okay? Okay. Run the damn ball and, <laughs> and put Kyler Murray under center. Oh, okay. I, I need to put that on a shirt. Put I'm Kyler Murray under too. center. Hey, put Lord. him under center. Get downhill and let's run the ball and use our passing game as a, a, a secondary thing for a change. You know, right, right. I said you talk about the guys being tired. Let me give you an illustration. Yeah. When your defensive line is getting gassed and they're chasing running backs into the secondary. Yeah. You 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 know why these guys are getting gassed? It's not like they're making oh. a bunch of stops. Not like they're making a bunch of stops at the line of scrimmage. These dudes are turning and burning. And them yeah. 290, 300-pound bodies, not meant for that, bro. Okay. So you got these dudes turning and running, constantly on the giddy-up. And that's why they always talk about how a good running game, by the fourth quarter, it just wears you down. And that's what exactly what I think has been happening to us. We need to do that in reverse from time to time, make somebody respect our running game, and, you know, go in there with a the mentality, we're going to punch you in the mouth and, you know, stand in the ring, in the ring with you, not – we're not going to rope it open, dance, and, and, you know, just trot around all day. And that's kind of what we do. And it's starting to take a toll on us, man. I just, next you ask me, I would say, Cliff, get in there. And for for once in a lifetime, just make sure you do not abandon that running game and make sure they know that you came there with a purpose, uh, uh, you know, from start to finish. So I want to ask this then. So you mentioned that. What what does it do? Because, of course, you were on the offensive side of the ball. You were tied in, and you were very svelte then, and so being able to run and do all your things. <laughs> but but did you – if if the defense was doing its job in terms of getting getting them to turn over, doing all those things, and 
you went out, you went and had a three and out after they, after they prevented, you know, we're doing their job. Did you feel was there pressure on the offense to be able to come to, I'm just curious in terms of, cause there were a few times where I would see, I mean, there were quite a few times where you would see the, the Cardinals, they, they would have, maybe they get five plays before, before the, before punting or whatever the case may be. But the case, but the thing was, was that there weren't any really long, multiple sustained drives that would give the defense a chance to rest. You know where, what, where that comes from too, Jay, that also comes from the offensive play calling. Your okay. offensive call, your whoever's coordinating your offense, you know how long your defense was just out there on the field, seven, eight, nine, ten play drives. Yeah. It's almost like, hey, let's give these guys a break real quick. We're not going to go out there and throw the ball three times. Clock doesn't move at all. Now we got them dudes right back out there on the field. You yeah. go out there and you specifically run a couple times, even if it's not overly successful, but you're taking time off the clock. Yeah. You're letting those guys sit over there and get a rest. I guarantee you, man, the defense guys that get over there, they're trying to suck wind, get some oxygen and stuff like that. Before they look up, it's already second and 10 or second and 11. And it's like, hey, defensive up, defense up. You're like, we just sat the hell down. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. so that can be very yeah. frustrating, especially when you get late in the game. Right. And, bro, there's not enough oxygen in them tanks sometimes. <laughs> I've been there before, bro. I'm sitting over, you're sitting over, you're like, is this thing on? Is this thing working? You know, yeah. and it can be very frustrating uh, when you when your staff, I mean, not just the players on the field, but even the coaching staff doesn't realize sometimes. And sometimes, bro, that's also that's part of clock management too. You gotcha. know, when you know when your team is gassed and needs a break, um, you can give them one by running the ball a little bit and sustaining drives. Kingsbury, whether it's inexperience or still just stubbornness, doesn't want to get off his playbook sometimes. That's going to be the end of these Cardinals. Tell me. All right. So, so before before I get your your thought on who who will win and who will lose, the confidence we've heard we've and I'm sure you've heard the same things or read the same things as me. The AJ Green situation. When you if if DeAndre Hopkins was on the field, then we know that they, he would have been probably using him as that ex, that that uh, safety valve, that sa- that safety blanket, whatever safety words you want to use. Yeah. But AJ Green, I think, because I've, I've heard it posited in, in 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 the the argument that because they don't, they're not, he doesn't have that confidence. Kyler Murray being the he I'm talking about in AJ Green that he's not looking for him. Therefore, we have a game where he has one you know, one reception. So when we look at this Cowboys game, what can be done, or what is there a conversation that needs to take place take place between does Kyler need to go to AJ Green because Kyler's supposed to be the leader, and go to to AJ Green and say, "Hey, this is what I need you to do." Or does AJ Green go to the supposed leader and say, "Hey, what do I need to do to be able to get you to look at me more? I want to be able to be to to help this team win." Great question, and it's a combination of things. Jay AJ Green, as older veteran leader on the team, I would go to Kyler and say, "Look, young blood, I'm going to do what I can to make sure I'm there for you." Let's sit down and figure this out, you know, whether it's timing on the routes or uh, maybe we need to go to Cliff to find out what routes and combinations might allow me to get more open for you. Uh, and then on the flip side, Kyler's got to go to each one of those individuals and like, look, this is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. This is what I need from you. So it is a combination of things. I yeah. look still. I mean, I see Kyler doing that. 
Yeah, thank you. I was gonna say I thought you were serious there for a second. Kyler is still, (laughs) like I said, Kyler is still giving the well. Everybody's not pulling their weight, but I am. Kind of, you know, it's it's very frustrating, man. I'm telling you, I don't, I don't know what's going on specifically in the locker room, but I can guarantee when they look at certain film and stuff like that, there's some certain their dudes. Sometimes are like, well, apparently he thinks he walks on water. But you know, I don't. I don't see it. You know, so yeah. this is turning into a very bad situation, Jay. Just because of not just the the play on the field, but the optics is optics as well as you mentioned. Nobody seems to be on the same page, and this is that time of the year when everybody's supposed to be gelling. You would think, how about this one, Jay? If at the beginning of the year you and I both picked them to finish the season eight and nine, right? Yeah, it's sight unseen if we would have said. At this stage of the season, they'd be ten and five. We'd have been like, "I'll buy that." But yeah. it's how you get to that ten and five, right. you know. With that, you know, if they lost a couple here, one, and then you know they just kept grinding, kept grinding. They finally got to ten and five. You know, this has been all hit or miss, and right now we're in that miss zone. And I'm not sure whether we're going to come out this week. And if you back into the playoffs like this, man, like I said it could be a very disappointing end to the season. All right, so let's so so without further ado, let's get our picks in. Man, no, Cardinals. I I believe in the Cardinals more than I did in the beginning of the season, but for this game, no. I know that the the Cowboys just ended up locking up a uh, playoff playoff spot, or you know all that all that type of stuff. No, I don't think that the Cardinals will come in, especially with the way that that defense was playing. Maybe Hudson will have more of an impact than than I believe that he can, because I, I believe that having a center is important. Because we saw some of the we saw the the repeated errors of of of, Gar, of Garcia. So so I'm not I'm not going to 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 discount that. But I think this might this might get ugly, especially if with all those weapons on defense that the that the Cowboys have. And, I, and if my man's throwing off of his back foot, foot trying to just chuck and duck, as we, as you and I both say, mm-hmm. um, no, I think this might be one of those thirty-six to fourteen type of games. Um, I, I, I don't see them going. I hope, I do hope I'm wrong because I would love to be able to see them get back on the winning side of things. I don't think you're wrong, Jay. This game could get ugly. Just you know, sometimes you're like, well, you know, you can throw the that other stuff out, you know, because it's week to week game. We know that. Yeah. You say, you know what? Last week was last week. Not what I'm seeing right now. This has been a – it's a trend now. You know, it's not like we just had one stinker. We went to Detroit and lost. We came yeah. home, we lost to Indy. If nothing else, there's a blueprint out there in terms of how to get after us. And quite honestly, the, the, the Dallas Cowboys have every tool in the box to make this a long day for the Cardinals. They right. could run the ball down our throat. Dak could play action over the death, dink and dunk. They could hit us over the top. Defensively, meaning uh, our defense, uh, out, you know, our, I mean, defensively for the Cowboys, they can get after us with their front seven, make life miserable for Kyler. They've got the ball hawks out there. You've seen them deflecting passes at the line of scrimmage and catching. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Every aspect of what could go wrong for the Cardinals could go wrong for the Cardinals this Sunday. Yes, and sir. I'm not going to pick against. Dallas in this situation. It'd be nice if they surprise us, meaning Carlos going to the road and get a victory. I'm thinking just like you, this one gets ugly, and this is one of those, you know, 34, uh, 16 games or something like that. All right. That's my man. That's the one and only Ed Easy Smith. 
He ended up, uh, we, we now had some adult beverages before the, before the, uh, the Christmas holiday and he got me a cool gift card. I said, my brother. <laughs> then I got him a little bit of something that he likes, not in the, not in the red or green or orange, but in the in black. The black. So yeah, I've been sipping on it too, bro. That's what's up. So if you have the one and only Ed Easy Smith, I'm Javon J. Love Adams. We do this every week. Tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here. I believe in the Arizona Cardinals. A little bit of a different take on podcasts as they break down. We're not breaking down quick twitch and all that type of stuff. But uh, as always, we are presented by Bet Online. And as we always say around this time, are you kidding? I would say keep trying to believe, people. Keep trying to believe. <laughs> Indeed. Indeed. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.